after I'd been married six months, uh, four months later, I got polio. All the time, I feel that I must be doing some, something creative. When I wake up in the morning, my first thought is, now what am I going to do today? Hi, my name's Chris Meredith. And I'm Paul Fairweather. And welcome to another episode of The Common Creative. We're on a journey to capture and share the tools and techniques of creativity. And in this week's show, we have a very special guest. Yeah, this week, our special guest is an interview with my mum, Enid Fairweather. Uh, My mother is an incredibly creative person and certainly it's been an inspiration in my life. So before we get to that interview, here's a word from our sponsor. Both Chris and Paul help companies embrace creativity in the workplace. For details of their online masterclasses, head to Eventbrite and search Paul Fairweather or Chris Meredith to find out more. So... I just want to ask you some questions, Mum. All right. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Enid Fairweather. I was born in a little town in Surat, it was called, uh, in the Maranoa district. Uh, I was born in 1931 um, to uh, to Jackie and Howard Salter and... um, we lived on a property called Brewsdale, which is a 20,000-acre uh, property, halfway between Surat and Roma. Okay. Mum and Dad both worked very hard on the property. The, um, they arrived there uh, in about oh, 1938, I think. And um, it was a little, little hut. The, the um, homestead was just a little hut with a calico ceiling. And um, Mum and Dad worked hard to make it nice and li- livable. And then, after a couple of years, um, there was uh, plenty of cypress pine on the property. And um, my grandfather uh, somehow acquired a uh, sawmill which he um, brought up to Queensland and installed at Brewster. Dad and his three brothers uh, cut down the um, uh, millable cypress pine trees and they extended the house um, to make a 50 square homestead with 12 feet wide randas all around. We grew up there with great freedom. We could roam around the the bush and uh, there were swimming holes where we could go for a dip every day. And Dad shifted. Uh, The house was on a sand hill. Uh, Dad shifted about 20 tonnes of sand around the, around the homestead paddock. So we had uh, water laid on from the creek, which was the Bungle Creek, which was a, a trip, uh, Ballon River. 
so we had dad shifted all this sand and uh, uh, built a tennis court uh, with um, uh, it was um, what do you call it? Uh, yes, uh, Asphalt Tennis Court, and we had many happy Sunday afternoons playing with visitors coming from around the district where we had uh, tennis parties and we could go swimming. So, Mum, you've been very artistic your whole life, mm-hmm. um, and until recently, you know, you played the piano every day. When did you start playing the piano? I started playing the piano when I was um, 10 and our first piano teacher was a man who was blind, but he... um, Stevie Wonder. (laughs) Yes, uh, I can't remember his name now, but he did a wonderful job starting up their music and uh, the one problem was that he couldn't see whether we were using the right fingering. But then uh, the wall broke out and we couldn't get any help uh, in the house. I'd forgotten to say um, there was a lot of prickly pear in um, some of the paddocks. Uh, There was a family of Indigenous people who came and they used to um, spray the um, pear with some sort of a, a poison. And it was the Cactoblastus that um, saved us from the um, from the prickly pear. They got rid of it in, well, in one, one um, article. They said it was uh, eradicated completely in t- 10 years and my father said it was two years. Right, that so was a... Um, just was a, more like a, uh, yes, a little grub that turned yeah. into a moth. You started the piano when you were 10. You also played the cello, is that right? Yes, just for a short time. From what age? Oh, I think I must have been about um, 16. Right. And you used to have, uh, you and your three sisters used to do performances at home? Yes, we did. Well... My um, elder sister played the piano um, and um, my two younger sisters uh, played violin and I played cello. Shirley and Dell and Helen all had um, beautiful singing voices and they actually sang solo in the uh, Brisbane City Mm. So when you were young, you had governesses? Uh, yes, we had, had governesses who also did um, light chores, like uh, get it, setting the table, making beds and all that sort of thing. The, as I said, the um, uh, brandes were 12 feet wide by 30 feet long, and we had roller skates so we could roller skate. Till we got sick of it. We had a a pet magpie, I think it had fallen out of the nest or something. We reared it and uh, then we cut its wings, one wing, 
And I just loved my father. They used to follow him everywhere. And in the afternoons, Dad used to have a rest and he'd lie flat on his back with his pillow over his eyes and Maggie would hop up on the bed and lie flat out on his back with his little feet in. So uh, how old were you when, to, when you went to school in Roma? I was 11 and uh, we were boarding and uh, I cried for six months. <laughs> I just was so broken hearted to leave the property for that time, length of time and I was there for seven years. And then you were you were doing piano then? Yes, I learned the piano then. I did some exams. I got my ATCL and I uh, was going for um, LTCL. I used to have to practice quite long hours for that until the um, superior came one day when I was practicing and she said, you've got no business sitting here playing the piano. You should be cleaning the boys' toilets. So I decided it was time to give up and go home, which I did. And I helped mum in the house and I helped with mustering and uh, all sorts of other um, things entailed and living on... uh, properties. And then when I was 21, I met um, Ian Fairweather. He was, um, uh, I had met through my sisters who went to school with his sisters. And then one day I was invited to the Fairweather uh, family for, for about uh, two weeks. And during that time, um, Ian took me out and at the end of the um, two or three weeks we were engaged and we married six months later when we went to Mariba to live where um, Michael um, and Shane were born and then we moved to um, Townsville and uh, where Paul Helen and Kathy were born. In those days, we were living in Hermit Park. Oh, yes, we, we had a short while in, at uh, Paloranda. And so when you were there and Michael was very young, who was his playmate? Greg Norman. Greg Norman was, his, was um, Michael's playmate. One day when he was over playing with him, um, I was showing them how um, if you hold a, a hen egg in your hands with the egg in the palm of your hand and you can squeeze for all your life and it will not break. And uh, Greg laughed at this. So I gave him an egg and he pushed and squeezed. <laughs> It it broke. (laughs) It must have been a a soft shell egg, I think. But Greg was rolling around the floor laughing. He thought it was hilarious. When you Mariba? When uh, my first baby, Michael, was on the way after I'd been married six months. Uh, Four months later, 
I got polio and I was in um, uh, the Cairns Hospital for uh, about five months until I learned to walk again and um, uh, the doctor allowed me to go home if, if my G uh, GP in Reba uh, was willing to um, deliver the baby. Um, he had uh, recently, before I got there, he had delivered a baby to a, a lady and an iron lung, so he was happy to take on uh, delivering Michael, and which he did. I was um, uh, not able to have a general anaesthetic because they didn't know uh, uh, whether I would be able to, to uh, cope with that. And uh, I couldn't have an epidural because of the paralysis. In my, I still had paralysis in my right leg. So that was all right. They, I couldn't deliver. So they had to do a caesarean with um, a local anaesthetic case, needles all over my tummy. Mm. And halfway through the proceedings, they ran out of, of um, anaesthetic and someone had to race around to uh, another uh, part of the hospital and uh, get some more anaesthetic. A doctor called Pat Flecker gave the anaesthetic and he ran a commentary right through the uh, procedure. <laughs> I had about 40 really good years where I didn't have until post-polio comes back after about 40 years. Right. And now I'm again confined to So. And I have had... Uh, five more beautiful babies. My second child only lived for a short while because he was um, um, he was preemie. But I've got three beautiful sons and two beautiful daughters. You, as I said earlier, you've been very creative uh, in your life. You've done a list of things. I might get you to start, but besides your music, when you were ten. Can you, and your cello when you were 16, can you remember any other arts or crafts? Uh, yes, I, I, um, I learned how to tat and crochet. How old were you when you learned to crochet and tat? Oh, I was quite young when I learned, learned to uh, crochet. Probably, oh, probably about the time I went to boarding school. Right. And tatting, I learned a bit later in life. Uh, Sewing? And, uh, so, yes. I made all our clothes. I even um, made Ian's work shorts when we were in the north because they wore, uh, all the men seemed to wear white shorts. We had a friend who was a tailor and he gave me uh, drafted me a pattern to make Ian's white shorts, which I did all the time we were there. I started sewing when I was eight, and I made my first dress when I was eight. Right, and, and who then, taught you how to sew? She was uh, self-taught, and I had a we had an old 
uh, sewing machine, uh, a valley sewing machine. Yeah, treadle, treadle. And then we, uh, and then uh, I made all my own clothes and uh, some for my sisters. And uh, I remember making a tracksuit for my mother. Uh, I made my own wedding dress. And generally I, I've sewn all my life. So until about three or four years ago. Okay. And so you, you, we've got uh, cello, piano, sewing, tatting, crocheting. Um, But, you know, my childhood recollection was you used to do amazing uh, cake icing. Um, You obviously played the piano up at school. You played the organ at at church, at mass. Yeah. Um, But also I remember you making... um, puppets uh, so w- when did you start doing other crafts and arts do you remember do you recall uh, from the time I was married I think right I uh, had uh, five beautiful children but I was always able to uh, uh, you know fit in these things I think without um, taking away from caring my children so I remember, uh, and look, I probably it's not a probably exhaustive list, but I, I do remember you uh, <coughs> doing um, uh, beautiful uh, dolls, which used to cast the heads and paint, uh, and then make the, all the clothes, uh, tatting and, and crocheting dresses. And yes, I did. Yes, I, I made um, porcelain dolls for some time. Took up folk art. Uh, in more recent years and um, Ian uh, when he retired uh, was given a I loved buying antique furniture and restoring it and unfortunately I lost Ian uh, four years ago You couldn't play the piano in the last few years so what have you been doing? Oh I've been um making teddy bears. I made one for all my grandchildren. And I make Peter Rabbit. Uh, I made a few of those for my children. Uh, I'm writing my life story. Um, I've come to a um, stop lately. I haven't been able to uh, write as well, but um, I sometimes uh, dictate to Helen and she puts it all down. I've recently taken up painting again. Paul has just uh, started me on um, watercolour paints. Again? But, yes. Again. But I, um, I did a lot of um, uh, painting with um, um, acrylic paint too. Right. Yeah. Can you describe it? Can you describe the drive that you have that, you know, at 89, you know, of still making things every day and using your hands? Yes, yes. I, I cannot bear to be idle. So I, I, at the moment, I'm making Peter Rabbit. He's almost finished. I made porcelain dolls. Um, I made uh, teddy bears for all my great-grandchildren. Yes, and great-grandchildren. Well, 
I've recently found two two single um, bedspreads. Actually, my sister had them and she gave them back to me the other day. And um, I crocheted squares and joined them all together. And um, I don't know how anyone slept under them because they are as heavy as can be. <laughs> but uh, and um, in more recent years, I decided to make a patchwork quilt, and um, I the material I used was a taffeta, and um, uh, I called it a heritage quilt because it's got doilies from uh, people way back um, pieces of laces pieces of lace from um, wedding dresses uh, um, all sorts of things like that and I, I made them into uh, squares that were 11 inches uh, square and um, I have recently finished doing that part of it all the time I feel that I must be doing something something creative and uh, I loved cooking until it got to the stage where I I couldn't cook anymore and mum used to do a lot of um, sewing and crocheting and things like that I think my grandmother too was very creative because I've got a, a beautiful little cabinet that she she carved when she was um, only about 20. My, my, my father grew up in Angerston, family, winemakers in the Barossa Valley. They made Saltram wines, which is still being sold, but the business no longer belongs to uh, the family. So you're obviously you know, encouraged as a child to be creative. Yes, yes. Well, uh, um, we had to, really, in a lot of ways. We had, you know, um, living in the bush, we had to keep ourselves occupied. We did a lot of riding, and um, I was able to uh, help with the mustering and uh, help mum in the house. I needed to be occupied all the time. Right. Yeah. I always, when I wake up in the morning, my first thought is, now what am I going to do today? And now uh, I'll be, at the moment I wake up and say, I've got to finish, finish uh, Peter Rabbit today. I like drawing and painting. I always had to have something on the go. Before I was married, of course, the, Things, lots of things to be done in such a big uh, house and uh, I helped mum a lot. Yes, my four beautiful, five beautiful children. I love it. I loved it when they um, came home from school and we used to sit down and have a cup of tea or something. And Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. And we, uh, 
I thought it was lovely. We, we, you know, we talk, used to talk about the uh, the days and uh, how your school day went. So what uh, did you do when we were away? Uh, did you play the piano most days? Yes, I did. I played the piano a lot until my back got uh, so bad I couldn't sit up at the piano. You say you played it every day? I did. I played five hours a day. I just kept going, you know. Right. Uh, yeah. Could you sight read? Or I, I didn't play the piano much in those days. I went for about 20 years without touching it. And uh, then uh, my aunt left a very old piano to me and I used to play that and I learned to memorise and then... Uh, uh, Paul took us out for lunch one day and he said to me when we'd finished lunch what would you like to do today? Would you like to go shopping? I said what would we go shopping for? And he said how about a new piano? So we went and we bought a beautiful piano which I can no longer play because I can't sit up to play it and Paul has it now, and his children are playing it. They're learning to play on it, exactly. Yeah. Okay, Mum. Well, listen, um, I wanted to thank you for your time. I've had a great time uh, painting uh, desert peas this morning, and uh, and uh, thank you so much for sharing your stories and your insights into creativity. Thank you very much, Paul. I really enjoyed and there's probably a lot of things that I've, I've forgotten about. But, uh, I really enjoyed it. Well, we can Thank you very much. Well, my pleasure, Mum. And uh, well, uh, until I see you in two days' time. <laughs> so how about that? Some wonderful insights about creativity. Over the years, somebody obviously not in the first clash of youth sharing incredible insights about what creativity means to them. So if you've enjoyed the show, please give us your feedback, give us a rating and tell your friends. And we look forward to having you join us again this time next week.